Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves is part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert all at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power across all forms of social media. And the great thing about it is you can find us free on all podcast platforms as well. Just hit that subscribe button. Whenever new content is available, you'll be the first to know and there typically is content nearly every day when it comes to the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves have arrived in Boston, and they will begin a two-game series against the Boston Red Sox. And the Braves now are seven games behind the Mets in the NL East after the Mets won their game last night against the Reds. 5-1. 5-1. to one. And Scott Coleman and, and Brad Rowland did a great job breaking down the Braves' struggles over the weekend on the latest edition of the Battery Power Podcast. But a few things that stand out to me is, number one, you know, from the weekend, the Braves cannot let their struggles over the weekend against the Mets linger into this week. When the Braves face the Red Sox and then they go to Miami to face the Marlins, two teams that the Braves should be able to string some wins together against. Because obviously the room for error now for the Braves to be able to remain within striking distance of the Mets, it, it, it's it's very little room to maneuver. So the Braves cannot afford to let their struggles from the weekend linger into this week because they're going to have to continue to win. The Braves are going to have to get back to putting some wins together in order for the remaining games against the Mets, including next week when the Mets visit Atlanta, the Braves are going to have to put some wins together to make sure those games remain meaningful. That has got to be a focus for Atlanta. Now, I this as resilient as this team has been throughout Brian Snickers, you know, um, duration as manager, I don't really feel that there's anything to worry about. I don't really feel that the Braves are, are, are going to let this linger. The, more than anyone, they know what's at stake. They know how important it is for them to get back to playing at the level that made them a top five team in the majors in June and July. But, you know, as much as the pitching struggled, in the series against the Mets, the other thing that really stood out is that there's got to just be a better overall approach at the plate for the Braves. In the series against the Mets, the Mets had 71 combined hits and walks. 52 hits, 19 walks. The Braves had 50. 42 hits versus 8 walks. And the Braves struck out 21 more times than the Mets in the series 
over the weekend. We talk about it, and it, it was a great observation from Spencer Strider and many that covered the Braves. Yes, the Mets benefited from a lot of luck in that series against the Braves. But one of the reasons why they benefited is because they put the ball in play at a significantly higher rate than the Braves, and they got on base at a significantly higher rate than the Braves. And yes, the Braves actually out-homered the Mets 6-5, to five, but the difference in, in home run production was nowhere near enough to overcome how much better at the plate the Mets were than the Braves. And one of the things that sticks out overall in terms of the Braves getting back to an offensive approach that's going to allow for them to get back to winning games consistently is they've got to put their play, they've either got to put their power on display more or they're going to have to have a better overall approach at the plate in terms of striking out less. Because in the first half of the season, the Braves were second in home runs, second in ISO, eighth in WRC+. In the second half of the season, they're now 12th in home runs, 10th, and ISO, and 13th in WRC+. Meanwhile, the Braves have now the third highest strikeout rate on the season of anybody at the major in the majors. So when the Braves are hitting home runs just as frequently as anyone, that's enough to overcome the impact of them striking out just as much as anyone at the plate. But when the Braves' power is just slightly above average compared to the rest of the league, yet they're still striking out near a league high rate, that makes it hard to win ball games, And that's why the Braves right now are hovering around 500 since the All-Star break. This Brave, this, the ceiling of this Braves offense matches anyone in the majors. They've, they've shown that for a good portion of this season. They showed it last year as well. But the thing is, is that the Braves are going to have to get back to producing at that level for them truly to be able to have the chance that they want, not only to catch the mess in the NL East, but also to have a, comfort, uh, to have a comfortable distance between them and the rest, rest of the wildcard teams in the National League playoff race. Now, of course, I'm talking about the team as a whole, but it obviously starts with the Braves' best bats getting on the same page together. We talked about the fact that Austin Riley was spectacular. Austin Riley and Matt Olson were spectacular in July. Dansby Swanson was spectacular in June. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Eddie Rosario hopefully started to find their grooves in productive individual series against the Mets. Around this time last year is when the Braves' offense as a whole, between the regulars that were already in the lineup for most of the year and the deadline acquisitions, this time last year was when the Braves really started to find their groove where really everyone within the offense was hitting well. That's exactly what the Braves need to happen again for them to have a successful week in Boston and Miami. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While we're talking about the Braves' offense as a whole, obviously how the Braves' offense as a whole produces comes together with how individual contributors produce on their own. And as I mentioned, Ronald Acuna Jr., 
um, uh, uh, Eddie Rosario. We saw Michael Harris have a pretty successful series. Robbie Grossman had a few big hits. The Braves outfield overall showed some signs of life against the Mets, and and we hope that that, and especially in the in the case against Ronald Acuna Jr., we hope that these this rounds these bats into form because if Ronald Acuna Jr. and Eddie Rosario can get going. Added to how productive Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and Matt Olson have been at times this year, if those five bats can get going at the same time, this Braves team can play with anyone and beat anyone. But one of the things that stands out is that the Braves' two MVP candidates, they've kind of fallen off a bit since the calendar turned to August. Austin Riley, seven hits in the month of August, but only two extra bases, only two doubles. He's not hit a home run yet in August, and that's why you've seen the MVP talk around him cool off a bit because Paul Goldschmidt's remained productive for the Cardinals, but this was an opportunity against the Mets. Coming off a, a historic pro- a month of production in July, going into this five games against the Mets, this was an opportunity for there to be another bullet point put on Austin Riley's resume. And though he didn't just completely fall off the face of the earth, there wasn't really anywhere near the production in the series against the Mets that Riley put together in July. So getting Austin Riley going once again will be a huge boost to the Braves' offense. But even more so is Dansby Swanson. You know, Dansby Swanson in the first half of the season led all shortstops in FR. He had 4.5 FR in the first half of the season, 0.8 F war more than any other shortstop in the majors. He was also, a lot of that had to do with his defense, but he also had the third best WRC plus of any shortstop who qualified for season awards in the first half of the season. He had an 833 OPS and a 131 WRC plus in the first half of the season. Well, in the second half, Dansby Swanson has seen his OPS drop from 833 in the first half to 673 in the second half of the season. He's seen his WRC Plus drop from 131, which again was third among shortstops in the first half of the season, drop down to an 88 WRC Plus. That's 19th among regular shortstops in the majors. One of the big things the Braves need is for the top of their order to get going again. And that starts with Dansby Swanson, who has seen a significant drop-off in his overall power production in the second half of the season. Now, it could be adjustments that the league are making. League is making. It's also as simple as Dansby Swanson once again proving, you know, the streaky the, the streaky nature of his approach at the plate. Sometimes he can be among the hottest hitters in baseball, like he was basically from mid-May through early July. But over the past month, Dansby Swanson's production has certainly fallen off. Hopefully, the home run against Jacob DeGrom on Sunday will be a reference point for him to be able to get going, just like Ronald Acuna Jr.'s overall production at the plate in the Mets series will be an opportunity to get him going. If Ronald Acuna Jr. and Dansby Swanson can start off games, can be productive at the top of the Braves' order to the level that they know we can be, the top of the Braves' order with Acuna, you could stack the top of the Braves' order with the productive Acuna Jr., a productive Dansby Swanson hitting in front of Austin Riley and Matt Olson. You can stack that top four of the Braves lineup against any lineup in baseball if our players are playing to their talent level. They've got to get back to doing that. And hopefully there were some opportunities, there were some signs of them getting back to that over the final few games against the Mets. 
But tonight brings a new opportunity. And it also is an opportunity for the Braves to, to reward Charlie Morton, who, you know, Charlie Morton has been very good. Two or, two or less earned runs in seven of his last nine starts. But the Braves, unfortunately, have had a couple of um, experiences over the past few weeks in which Charlie Morton pitched excellent, but the Braves were not able to get the job done, either through the offense struggling or through bullpen struggles. Charlie Morton is finding his groove. Charlie Morton is maybe not necessarily getting back to the level that he was when him and Max Freed were one of the best one-two combinations in baseball in the second half of last season. But Morton is pitching significantly better over the past six weeks than he did to start the season. The Braves have got to find the opportunity to hopefully get him some early run support, and the opportunity should be there as they face Southpaw Rich Hill whose repertoire now and where he is in his career, it's the type of opportunity the Braves should be able to not necessarily feast on, but there should be opportunities for the Braves. They're facing the southpaw. We know how well this team does against left-handed pitching. Hopefully they'll be able to get the ball, to, to get the offense going early and often in the game tonight. This is nothing new for the Braves. Nothing new at all. All that needs to occur is them getting back to playing at the level that they did for a two-month stretch when they were the best team in baseball for over two months. But they've got to do it now if they truly want a shot at the Mets for the NL East, and that starts tonight when hopefully the offense can get going once again as it arrives in Boston. Can't thank you enough for listening to the Daily Hammer, but also check out a new Road to Atlanta podcast that will be out later this morning, as well as the Battery Power podcast and the new podcast with Stephen Tolbert as well as Chris Willis. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Make sure you check out all the great content at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 